0: Fun fact Joe Biden signed law last year, 2021, making Juneteenth a federal holiday. And that's a pretty big deal. Um, He signed it into legislation. And so, Juneteenth is a federal holiday, a national day to commemorate the end of slavery here in the United States. Boom. Welcome back to That Was It In My Textbook, our bi-weekly podcast that helps us uncover the things we always wish we learned from that boring, bulky textbook. I'm your host, Toya, and you're now listening to season three. I don't even know what episode. And today we are talking about the history of Juneteenth also known as Emancipation Day, a.k.a. Freedom Day, also known as Jubilee Day, Black Independence Day, and Juneteenth Independence Day. There is a lot of names for this historic day. Uncovering nine facts we all should know about Juneteenth. Many of us didn't learn about Juneteenth in our textbooks. It wasn't there. It wasn't in our history class. It wasn't in our iPads for those of us who didn't have textbooks. Um, and the truth is, it's a complicated day in our history. While there's a reason to celebrate today, to do all that Jubilee stuff. It's also kind of a little shady and a kind of a somber moment that illustrates just how much inequity Black people in America have experienced. And we'll get into more of that later with the facts. But today we're talking about Juneteenth, as I said before, the federal holiday that was, you know, put into place by Biden last year. And this is a tradition for the podcast. If you're new here, welcome. You are listening to one of the dopest history podcasts. It's the class you never knew you wanted to take. You're listening to that now. And if you're an A1 from day one, welcome back. This history of Juneteenth episode is a tradition of sorts because that wasn't in my textbook podcast, was started on Juneteenth, 2020. So this is also our podcast anniversary, y'all. And this is a solo dolo episode where we are going to talk about nine facts you should know about this day. And I've split it into two parts. The first part is just the facts. We're going to get straight into it so you can get your history segment. And then the second part, which will be another episode following this one, will be a podcast anniversary celebration with some reflection explaining why I chose Juneteenth to start my podcast and some lessons that I've learned. Let's get into the history of Juneteenth, looking at nine facts this year. Yes, I added three new facts from last year's episode. We're getting fancy. Of course, we always start our history segment with a definition just to kick it off, just to give us some background, some context. So when I looked up Juneteenth, this is the definition that I got commemorating the day enslaved African-Americans in Galveston, Texas, were told they were free two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation was issued. Boom, so that's our definition. So let's get into these nine facts on the history of Juneteenth that will also clarify some of the things I just said in that definition. So fact number one, which I just kind of told y'all, Juneteenth was hella delayed. Two years to be exact, following the Emancipation Proclamation that was signed on January 1st, 1863, you know, Texans, folks in Texas, and slave folks in Texas remained in bondage. So, not all slave folks were immediately free when the Emancipation Proclamation was signed in 1863. And so, two whole years later, yes, I'm clapping. <laughs> enslaved folks in Texas were free. So this 155-year-old holiday reminds us that President Abe Lincoln's January 1st 1863 Emancipation Proclamation did not liberate all enslaved black people in the Confederate States of America, the ones that wanted to keep slavery, the ones that in the South, um, and that Texan enslavers refused to tell black people that they were free until federal troops literally arrived and enforced the proclamation. I mean, how evil can you be to just refuse to tell folks that slavery is over? You see, while Abe Lincoln signed the Emancipation in 1863, the Civil War didn't end until the summer of 1865. And that's when General Granger showed up with his troops and they arrived in Galveston, Texas, to announce General Order Number no. 3 on June 19, 1865, letting enslaved folks in Texas know that they were free. And from then, June 19th would go on to be known and celebrated as Juneteenth. Fact number two, it was reported that there were over 250,000 enslaved black folks in Texas when Union Soldier Granger arrived. That's a lot of people, 250,000 enslaved people. It was believed that all the people who had enslaved folks was in on it. Don't be fooled. They like purposely... Didn't tell enslaved folks that they were free, and some of them even moved from other states. They packed up their stuff, moved from other states into deep Texas in order to keep slavery going. Sick fact number three: the announcement actually urged freed men and freed women to stay with their former owners. Like, can y'all believe that shit? Like, I actually can believe it, but like, I can't believe. If that makes sense. So General Order 3, which was read by General Granger to let the enslaved folks in Texas know that they were free, said, and I quote, The people of Texas are informed that in accordance with a proclamation from the executive of the United States, all slaves are free. This involves an absolute equality of personal rights and rights of property between former masters and slaves, and the connection heretofore existing between them becomes between employer and hired labor. Yeah, right. The freedmen are advised to remain quietly at their present homes and work for wages. They are informed that they will not be allowed to collect at military post and they will not be supported in idleness, either there or elsewhere. End quote. OK, did they say employer and hired labor? They are tripping. So yes, that is the word for word order that General Granger read and it really encouraged enslaved folks to stay there and let them think that they were going to be treated equally and get a salary. Yeah, right. Fact number four. What followed Granger's announcement of Order 3 is known as the scatter. Think about it kind of like an early Great Migration. Most Creed people clearly and understandably were not interested in staying with the people who had enslaved them, even if pay was involved, which we know it really wasn't. Actually, folks started leaving and taking their stuff before Granger could even finish making his announcement. Shit, I would have. What followed became known as the scatter when droves of former enslaved people left the state of Texas to find their long lost family members that were sold to other plantations and stuff like that that they were separated from and it was also a time period that label that that explained people who were also in search of welcoming opportunities and jobs in the north I understand that can you imagine like having the journey of looking for like your sister or your brother or your parents after you've been enslaved and now you're free. Like, I'm about to get emotional. Okay. Fact number five, even with this late ass announcement for General Granger, not all enslaved people were freed instantly. Texas is a large state. Okay. Hence the the saying that everything is big in Texas. Texas is actually larger than Kenya and three times the size of the United Kingdom. Shit's like OD big. Well, General Granger's orders and the troops needed to enforce it was slow to spread. According to historian James Smallwood, many enslavers deliberately suppressed the information until after harvest, and some even beyond that. And when I say beyond that, I mean years beyond that. In July 1867, two years after Granger's 2 yearly arrival, so four years, there were two separate reports of enslaved people being freed. One report of a Texas horse thief Dude named Alex Simpson, who enslaved people were only freed after he was hung in 1868. Like, I don't even have the words for this fact. Like, that's crazy. Fact number six, Texas was the first state to declare Juneteenth as a state holiday. Okay, which historically speaking, y'all also purposely withheld information and like kept people enslaved for longer. So am I supposed to give you a gold star for being the first state to declare Juneteenth? Like we shouldn't even need Juneteenth, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, in 1980, Texas declared Juneteenth an official state holiday. Today, it is now a federal holiday known as Juneteenth National Independence Day that even white folks have off. But my question is, where are my reparations though? I believe it was earlier this week, or maybe it was last week that Biden signed this into law. So now this day is officially a US federal holiday that commemorates the end of slavery in the United States. And it is the first federal holiday established since Martin Luther King Day in 1983, which was 38 years ago. I like these days. I'm not going to say anything's wrong with it, but I I need some changes. You know what I'm saying? But we'll talk about that another time. Fact number seven. Back in the day, there were limited options for celebrating Juneteenth. When freed people tried to celebrate the first anniversary of the announcement a year later, they were faced with a problem. It starts with an S. Can you guess? segregation. Segregation laws were expanding rapidly. So there was no public places or parks that they could go to, to celebrate and to turn up. So in the 1870s, former enslaved people pulled together $800 and purchased 10 acres of land, which they named the Emancipation Park. Until the 1950s, the Emancipation Park was the only public park and swimming pool in the Houston area that was open to black folks. Can you believe that? I mean, I can't believe that, but still. Um, And I do believe that the Emancipation Park is still standing to this day. Fact number eight. Juneteenth has a flag, y'all. Which was made by a white woman, by the way. (laughs) The designer, LJ Graff, Designed it. If you Google it, you'll find it. Uh, Let me try to describe it to you. It has like red, white, and blue. So there's like blue on the top half and red on the bottom. And then there's a star, a white star in the middle. And then there's like an outline of the white star. Like, you know, I'm probably not doing the best job to describe it. So definitely Google it. Like I said before but I think it could be updated or something. It's packed with a lot of meaning though. The colors red, white, and blue echo the American flag to symbolize the enslaved people and their descendants were American. The star in the middle pays homage to Texas while the bursting new star on the horizon of the red and blue fields represents a new freedom and a new people. Can someone text me when we get this new freedom? When it arrives, thanks. DM me or something. Let me know what you think about this flag. (laughs) And our final fact, fact number nine of this episode, is that traditionally Juneteenth foods and drinks, yes, and drinks, are red. From strawberry soda, red velvet cake, to dressing in red, it's all a part of the Juneteenth tradition. According to culinary historian and food writer, Michael Twitty, the practice of eating red foods, red cake, barbecue, punch and fruit, we may owe its existence to the enslaved Yoruba and Congo. And it's believed that they brought it to Texas in the 19th century. Historians believe the red color could be connected to the Asante and Yoruba special occasions, which include offering up the blood of animals, especially the red blood of white birds and white goats to their ancestors and gods. Red, in many West African cultures, is a symbol of strength, spirituality, life, and death. It's possible that this cultural legacy, along with other Black folk food tradition and knowledge around okra and beans and melons and many other food groupings, some red and some not, was brought across the Atlantic from our ancestors to our plates today. So those are the nine facts about Juneteenth that we're all going to take with us to celebrate Juneteenth throughout this weekend. All of us, all people, black, white, whatever, we should know about this day. It's a federal holiday. We should know um, some facts around it. And I always love doing this episode because it reminds me about the different things about Juneteenth because it definitely wasn't in my textbook. And like I said, it's a tradition. So it just brings me back to the first time I press record on the podcast Some of them I was familiar with and are repeats from last year's first episode, like how enslavers purposely suppressed info and tried to make enslaved folks stay and work. Like what? Also, um, some of them were new and I learned a lot. I wanna take a moment to shout out the enslaved folks who started to pack up and move out before Granger was even done with his announcements. Also, can you imagine what it felt like to be told after the fact, two years after the fact that you're no longer... In bondage, and then imagining what it was like to be a part of that scatter, searching for your family members that were sold and taken away from you—like all that shit—gets me mad and sad at the same damn time. And you know, this year there's been a lot of stuff. You know, now that it is an official holiday, that has been a little problematic surrounding this day. I think Walmart made some Juneteenth plates and was like, "It's the freedom for me." Someone else made some some ice cream. It's just been crazy because we know with capitalism, especially here in America, they love to turn holidays, even one's that are, um, or federal, I guess, yeah, federal holidays into like this weird capitalist thing where you have to buy something. And, you know, these white brands are trying to figure out how do they post about Juneteenth? How, what do they say? You know, and, and the plates, Walmart, they were, they're a little too much. And if you've been tapped in, you probably know about it. There was a huge uproar. They pulled the plates and, and the ice cream because it was just inappropriate, right? There's just kind of like, This, I don't know, thin line between honoring, you know, Black holidays and then trying to like make it into some type of weird joke or cultural appropriation with the freedom is for me. It's strange. Now, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Um, Like I said before, drop some stars, write a couple of lines in the reviews that really helps the podcast get ratings, get seen, um, get listed in the top 100, top five fifty of Apple podcast or Spotify podcast. So I really, really would appreciate that support, especially since our podcast anniversary. And then on top of that, make sure you subscribe um, and follow us all over the interwebs. We have a YouTube channel. We have a Pinterest, if you're into that. Um, And of course we have an Instagram and a Twitter that wasn't in my textbook, everywhere on the interwebs. And what else do I have to tell y'all? Oh, since you're subscribed, make sure you come back next Friday. We're going to do a history of cocktails episode looking at black folks' influence on mixology and cocktail making. It's very interesting. And yeah, I think that's all of my announcements. I hope that you have a good Juneteenth. I know that because now that it's a federal holiday, there is a lot of celebrations and activities and fairs and sales and stuff like that going on around Juneteenth. Especially for me, I'm in LA right now. There's a lot of stuff going on. I'm actually having a Juneteenth podcast anniversary brunch with Black creators in LA. Very excited and nervous about that. But that's one of the things that I am hosting. Um, and then I know I've just been seeing online a lot of places. New York City has a lot of events going on. And so I'm interested to see how Juneteenth evolves over time into a celebration of black folks. I'm interested to see how black folks in particular um celebrate it. And yeah, y'all. Um, I hope you have a beautiful day of freedom. I hope these facts you carry these facts along with you. Um, I hope you're able to carry these facts along with you, incorporate them in your conversation today and all of that good stuff. And until next time, remember, knowledge is power. Oh, and next time is next Friday. Okay, don't forget. Happy Juneteenth, everybody.